Hi, you're listening to Commission, a podcast where we address a wide variety of topics within the Christian faith for collegians. My name is Laura Clement, and I'll be your host. This week's episode, we'll be discussing the topic of friendships. We might not be able to address all the content and questions regarding this topic, but we will try our best to cover as much material in the time that we have. In no way are we experts, but we hope you enjoy and are able to gain something beneficial from listening. Let me go ahead and introduce our speakers for today's episode. With me, I have Sarah Chang, Michael Lee, and Arthur Chang. Sarah, can you give us a brief introduction of yourself, your role in this ministry, and your occupation? Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm currently um, leading the senior girls, and I'm a patient care coordinator at a physical therapy office. Thanks, Arthur? Hi, I'm Arthur. Uh, I'm a freshman small group leader, and I work as a development exec in a movie production company. Hey, uh, right now I work at Living Hope. I'm the missions director here, and I'm currently in seminary school. And I tutor on the side, so that's what I'm doing. Awesome. And uh, Michael, you are part of R28 uh, staff? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for R28, I'm part of the teaching team. Awesome. So I'm part of the coordinators, I teach and do my thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's so great to have you guys here with me today. So let's go ahead and get into these questions. So number one, how do you guys make and maintain friendships during this pandemic, given this is a very unprecedented time? Um, really, there is no perfect answer to this, right? But I just want to see what you guys, either in your experience or what you guys think, is a good way to make or maintain friendships during this time. Sarah? Yeah, I think it's such a weird time and so new for all of us. But my biggest intention is that I always want to make sure I want to affirm my friends that I'm thinking about them, that I love them, and I'm checking up on them mm -hmm. depending on whatever situation they're in. And so I think my biggest thing is making sure I'm intentional, yeah. whether it's my um, actions or what I'm thinking, uh, whether that's near or far. And so some things that I've been just trying to do and I've been creative about is texting and calling more often mm -hmm. or zooming or facetiming i think that's like the most immediate thing that mm -hmm. we can do to keep in con uh, communication and another thing that i just like to do is um, like delivering mm -hmm. uh, whether it's going on going to their house to deliver food or whatever they need at the moment like for example um, if my friends reached milestones or they completed something that was um, really important like I would deliver them cake or I would deliver them little donuts mm. here and there um, because I do still want to make sure I'm not in too much contact right. like contact with them mm -hmm. but also making sure that they know whether it's their love language or, or not to like give them a gift right yeah and just appreciate them and make sure that they know um, I'm thinking about them so that's kind of something that I've been doing. Yeah, but so many people after hearing this are like, I want to be Sarah's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want them donuts. <laughs> Arthur, what about you? How are you doing? Um, yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, you know, because you're not seeing people on campus or whatever, you have to make a little bit more of an effort to hit them up. Uh, like Sarah was saying, FaceTime, texting. I think even like online gaming is mm -hmm. a good way just to connect with each other. You know, if you're talking on Discord or whatever every night. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. All right. And Michael, how are you doing? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, I just focus on, you know, a couple of guys that I'm close to. Mm -hmm. And I really try to invest in them during this time. And uh, yeah, we try to um, assess our resources. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can meet outdoors and it's safe. So we meet outdoors, um, we have our spot, and we get our favorite foods and eat. And we try to focus our talk on like things that we are going through. Mm -hmm. And you know, this time is hard, so there's plenty to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, we, um, we, we talk about the pains and the joys of this time. And it really, really brings us together mm -hmm. because you know, when you have stuff in common with each other, it's really fun to talk to. So yeah, just like what everyone else said, it's really time commitment with um, not a lot of people, but just a few that, that you have. So, yeah. And golf is really good. So. <laughs> I've been golfing here and there. That's good. I mean, it's good to hear different perspectives that you guys have and, you know, there, again, there's no right answer for this, but and uh, life doesn't just stop and your friendships don't just stop because there's a pandemic. And so it's, it's good to hear that you guys are doing what you can to maintain those friendships. Mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead into the next question. This one is really kind of tackling the, I guess, struggle of FOMO, what is really well known. But if you don't know what FOMO is, it's the fear of missing out. So a lot of collegians, you know, they experience this being in college and having fellowship, but how do they navigate against having different personal safety standards for COVID especially, but also just outside of COVID, dealing with FOMO itself and what do they do when they feel like they're not as close to their friends as they are to others? Arthur, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I'm more cautious than most people my age, so I rarely leave the house for pretty much anything that's unessential. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't really seen any friends in person or anything, and I think the best thing that you can do is to establish a set of parameters that you feel comfortable and safe with, mm -hmm. and just make that known to your friends. Like, I have no issue telling people just like, dude, don't touch me. Or, like, <laughs> Stand a little further, please. Right. <laughs> it's good to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, as a friend, you just have to respect that mm -hmm. and respect other people's boundaries. Um, it's kind of, you know, the same thing as when we're not in a pandemic, you would respect other people's boundaries. So, right. you know, same thing here. And I think FOMO is a totally valid feeling. If you see your other friends like hanging out and doing whatever, mm -hmm. and I'm sure a lot of people have been experiencing that. So I think for me, what it comes down to is just considering what, why you're not hanging out with those people. Um, and if you think, you know, what you consider to be safe is more important than going out and playing or, you mm -hmm. know, getting, getting lunch with other people, then I think it'll help you kind of combat those feelings of FOMO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice, thank you for sharing. What about Sarah, what about you? Yeah, just even piggybacking off of what Arthur said in terms of like personal safety measures, um, I think the biggest thing for me too is making sure there's clear communication. Mm -hmm. So informing and explaining my fr to my friends, um, always making sure to vocalize what I believe in currently or what kind of measures I'm taking. Yeah, so for example, like I work at a PT clinic and for me, I just genuinely want to be safe. And so I don't go out to large hangouts. Mm -hmm. I make sure I'm not hanging out with more than like three to four people max. And yeah. So that is kind of what I tell my friends and also practice that. And 
yeah, the biggest thing, like respecting boundaries, like it has to always be there whether you're in COVID or not. And I think it's actually a really good time to practice that, knowing mm. that, you know, there are precaution measures we have to take. And so just willing to be um, understanding and being kind. Um, just kind of some things I've been practicing. Nice. Yeah, it's, I'm getting a lot of, you know, communication. You know, not just thinking about your situation, but yeah. the other person's situation too. So, you know, th that's not only just within the pandemic, but that's especially because nobody knows what to do right now or that mm -hmm. we haven't experienced this before. So it's kind of new and it's a lot of adjustments along the way. So I'm really glad that we kind of were able to have mutual understanding that communication is honestly key in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next question. This one is very, I think, relative for and important for college-age students um, because it's a sticky situation. So when you're dealing with conflict with a friend and like, how do you deal through that? How do you work through that? Especially when it involves maybe a group of friends uh, within the same church, if you're in the same parachurch or you know, if you're constantly being faced with this person and how do you guys handle that? What are some, some advice that you guys can give? Uh, Arthur, why don't we go with you? Um, yeah, for me personally, I'm pretty conflict diverse, so I usually try to avoid those situations, but obviously you can't. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, the, the best way to handle it is just to be honest about how you're feeling and what you think. Because, you know, it's super important just that your friends know what you think and how you feel, and that you're respectful of what they think and how they feel. Um, and even if you have vastly different opinions, I think it's really important that you respect each other because, you know, that shouldn't necessarily get in the way of you guys being friends. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes conflict is necessary for growth and progress, and it doesn't have to be like hostile conflict, right. just, you know, conflicting ideas. Nice. And Michael, what about you? Yeah, so dealing with conflict, uh, what, Arthur, what Arthur said was, was really good. You really have to, um, there has to be a point if you ever want to deal with conflict. And, you know, I mean, your goal is to uh, restore the relationship. Right. That's the, um, the main goal of dealing with conflict. And so that's the, if that's the case, um, you have to meet up and you have to clearly express what you're feeling mm -hmm. to the other person. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, hey, when you said that, I was actually really insulted. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, when you didn't hit me up for that, I felt really like betrayed. Right. Again, and then um, you doing your part is really important mm. and you know relationships are complicated because it requires um, both ways right and so if your friend does not accept that and says and gets mad at you then you did your part and the conflict now will reside with the other other person mm. and so it gets complicated there but just to make it simple yeah both par uh, parties have to clearly express their feelings and clearly state how they um, felt and what they did was wrong. And so that clarity is important because even after that conversation, if you're not clear, you're still not gonna understand. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the good side of this is that actually relationships grow deeper through conflict. Mm -hmm. So if you never have conflict with anyone, you can never grow deeper with them. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's just part of this life, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I've known, like even with my friends, um, 
I've had conflicts and we had, you know, we went through it together and you grow closer together because you see each other's weaknesses and flaws and you accept, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you for sharing. Um, you know, I actually kind of wanted to piggyback off of what Arthur was talking about. You did mention a little bit about um, respecting the opposite opinion and there's a question that I feel like is somewhat appropriate to address um, because it's one party feeling very um, uncomfortable versus the other party. So this question is, is it okay to not want to be friends with someone? You know, let's just say, hey, so this person is getting kind of close to me, but I'm not too sure if this is a friendship I really want to pursue. Um, so Arthur, do you want to kind of share some of your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. I think. I think it's okay to not want to be friends with everyone because at the end of the day, you really can't be friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. um, like for me, I'm not really looking to be friends or not be friends with any specific people. Um, it's really just, you know, if we vibe, then we'll be friends. And if not, you know, it's not a big deal. It's the vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the vibes. It's the vibe. So, you know, like even though we're not friends, that doesn't mean I'm going to be mean to you or, right. you know, um, rude or exclusive. It just means we're not going to be friends or like really good friends at least right yeah awesome thank you for sharing i just wanted to get a little perspective on that and um, i totally agree with what you're saying you know, in college it may feel like you have to be friends with the world but it's okay to not be so that's some really good advice um let's go ahead and just move forward to the next question and on that note um how do you know if you have an unhealthy friendship or is it ever okay to stop being friends with someone? Michael, what do you think? Well, there's a lot of factors that can play into, you know, if you have an unhealthy friendship. For example, like, if that friend is taking advantage of you, like you sense it, mm -hmm. oh man, you gotta talk about that. <laughs> or if there's like, um, like uh, if they're messing with your emotions somehow, mm -hmm. or I've heard stories, um, stuff like that. I think those are marks, but then specifically what I want to talk about was if you're not spending time together. So what I mean by that is this, um, well, my philosophy, my philosophy is I think spending time together as friends is the number one essential thing for a healthy friendship. Um, but then I want to talk about this. So sometimes like you can't spend time together, right? right. Because uh, you're far away, okay? or there are different circumstances that may be causing you guys to limit time together mm -hmm. and so you know those are like different situations that you can work through but you know if there's a will there's a way you guys will FaceTime mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. um, but then what I'm saying is that but if you are not far away right like if you and your friend are local and you have the ability to meet up but there's really no effort on both sides to really meet up then I really believe um, that's a sign of an unhealthy relationship, mm -hmm. well, friendship, and um, eventually that will cause hurt mm -hmm. in some part, and there is something going on there. I think that's a clear sign. Right. And so, yeah, um, if you sense that you guys have the ability, uh, you know, like you guys are local, like you guys aren't like super busy, but it's kind of quiet, no one's making an effort, then I think that's a sign of a unhealthy relationship right yeah it's not just you know a one-way street friendships are both two ways so mm -hmm. yeah that's good and what about you sarah you know uh, your thoughts on unhealthy friendships and you know even addressing is it ever okay to stop being friends with someone 
Yeah, I think unhealthy friendships, sometimes it's inevitable. You meet so many people throughout college or just in your life stage. Um, but before anything, I always, always like to reassess or like assess myself first um, before pointing fingers or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. I gotta check myself, you yes. know, before I wreck myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, in terms of doing that, um, to make sure I'm being a good friend, um, there are three things that I like to kind of assess. And like, the first thing is making sure I'm open. And so, in a friendship, you have to always make sure you're able to vocalize whatever it is, your values, your feelings, your thoughts. Whether that's a little like small thing or to something that you really value. However, if you can't even begin and do that, I don't think that's a good sign. So that's just like a red flag for me. And when that's like the first thing I kind of like to see and assess for my unhealthy friendships. And um, the second thing is if they can't accept you or you can't accept them, um, I think that's very difficult because at the end of the day, like everybody is different. They come from different backgrounds and personalities. And so making sure you're able to find a medium, whatever that looks like, is very important. You're going to have to somewhat agree to disagree at times. Right. And that's going to eventually flourish the relationship. But if you can't agree to disagree, then that's just going to go south. Mm. And so making sure you're on the same wavelength is very important. Um, and I think through like the openness and the acceptance, eventually, eventually it leads to like being able to compromise. Right. Yeah. So in order to navigate to a healthy relationship, we have to work together. Mm. And so it takes two to tango, and you gotta always meet halfway. And definitely, there are gonna be times where one person isn't gonna be able to do that. Mm. But regardless, like knowing that you're in in the same position to strive that direction, um, making sure where you're respecting each other and then moving forward in that direction is important. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what about your thoughts, you know, on, is it okay to not want to be friends with someone? Um, you know, like for example, you meet someone, they want to get close to you, but you know, you don't, for your own personal reasons, want to yeah. become friends. Um, I think it's okay. <laughs> Don't just like, you know, kick them off the road, but after you assess and you attempt multiple times, if you guys just, like Arthur said, don't buy. Right. Yeah, and that person still makes you feel uncomfortable or unsafe, or you personally just feel that way for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, I think that's okay to remain distant. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you should ignore them right. and get apathetic. Right. But I think being distant is very important. Yeah, because mm -hmm. let's say if, like for a lot of people, if you're local, you're in KCN mm -hmm. or you go to the same school and you serve together and you're in the same church, mm -hmm. you're going to have to hang out together. You're going to surf together somewhat. And so you do that, you still um, show up, you show face, but you always have to remain neutral and make sure you're the bigger person regardless of what they say or how they act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if like, for example, let's say it's like a cell group hangout and that person that makes you feel uncomfortable or you just don't want to really pursue friendship with is there, mm -hmm. like just be the first one to say hi, mm -hmm. you know, like if yeah. you have to sit next to them because there aren't any space, like seats available, it's okay. Yeah. Like just kind of 
um, do what you can on your end. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, just because you can't be friends doesn't mean you can't be civil. Yeah. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. It was really insightful. And uh, Arthur, I want to pick your brain. What are your two cents on unhealthy friendships? You know. Yeah. Um. I think that unhealthy friendships can definitely take a lot of forms, like Mike and Sarah were saying. Um, you know, maybe it's that you don't feel safe in that friendship or you don't feel comfortable sharing or someone's negatively influencing you or, you know, vice versa. Um, you know, I think we've all had those kind of relationships and we've probably mm. been that bad friend at some point. Mm. We might not even know it, right? Um, you know, so I think it's okay to stop being friends with someone, but I think first, kind of like Sarah was saying, you kind of have to assess the situation. Yeah. You know, is that person going through something that's causing this? Mm. Or, you know, maybe if they're just that kind of person. For me, I, I won't like intentionally try to not be friends with them, but I'll just stop putting as much effort in. Right. And then naturally, you know, you'll see things kind of fall apart, you'll drift apart a little bit. Mm. And I think that's pretty telling. Mm. If you're not putting the effort in, um, and the, the relationship kind of falls apart. But I think even then, that doesn't mean you can't be there for them when they need it. Right. Um, you're just not as, as tight. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point to kind of lead us into our next topic because, you know, just because we are not friends with someone doesn't mean that we can't be there for them because we're still a body of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, we're here, this isn't just a normal, I would say, podcast. We're here because we are Christians and we have... Um, a faith that we stick by so in that setting kind of us apart or something but what is a biblical friendship you know like being Christians there are certain things that the Bible tells us is you know a good friendship or things that remind you of like you know being a good friend so Sarah what do you think yeah, I think society and even our experiences, it defines and forms our version of friendship and how we view it. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter what kind of experiences we have and what society tells us, we want to pursue Christ and we want to pursue the kind of friendship that he has for us. And so for me, um, I have a life verse for friendship. I kind of mm. just use it, whether it's friendship or just any kind of relationship. Um, it comes from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And I'll just kind of read it off. Yeah. But it's love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And so whenever friendships get hard or exhausting mm -hmm. or confusing, um, I always, always go back to this verse. Or no, even just like throughout, sometimes I need a heart check, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure I'm doing my part. Um, I always go back to this verse because at the end of the day, I want to love like the way Christ loves us and I want to portray that to my friends. And so, yeah, I think this is like the biggest verse and, verse and the most important verse that I always have with me. And this way of love, is what centers all of our thoughts, all of our beliefs and intentions, um, so that we can always pursue a friendship that's not selfish. And at the end of the day, friendship is not exactly what I want, but it's also um, what we want for us 
and for the other person and it genuinely allows us to remove like the eye mm. yeah and it realigns like the foundation of friendship and so wearing the lens of this biblical love i think is very important and something that kind of i like to use right mm -hmm. yeah that's good thank you um what about you michael your what's your take on biblical friendships and your experience i would say um uh, well i'm following the example of jesus right and he says that um you know greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends mm -hmm. right and jesus is the perfect example of what friendship is mm -hmm. that he laid down his life for his friends and in john he calls us his friends he says you know um see me not as your master right now but you know i'm your friend mm -hmm. like that's what i want you to see me right and he he laid down his life for us so that we can be reconciled to god and so that we can find our true happiness and true fulfillment in God. Right. He, he laid down his life for us to remind us that we don't belong here, mm -hmm. that we belong in heaven. And so, and in John, um, in the book of John, uh, he wants us, he, or he commands his disciples, you know, as I did this, as I washed your feet, as I um, laid down my life for you, I want you to love others like that. Mm -hmm. And so we are, true biblical friendship is following the pattern of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's, walking together in christ it's um it's through sacrifice and through through your resources to help the other person know that they are beloved by god mm -hmm. that they are um, loved by him that there is really nothing to fear mm -hmm. um, it's it's keeping each other accountable through that mm -hmm. it's being able to like like remind each other of grace because we're all broken right right that jesus through jesus he, he it it delights Jesus when sinners come to him. Mm. It's to like tell each other that gospel truth. And I believe um, lastly, it's, it's to remind each other that we don't belong here. Mm. It's really to, to remind each other that our home and our true joy is found in heaven. Mm. And in Hebrews it says that, you know, as a day is drawing near, right, which is Jesus coming back, come together mm. and keep each other accountable so that um, you may not fall into the deceptions of sin, which is worldliness and self-centeredness, you know. So that's a lot, yeah. <laughs> as you can see. But to summarize everything, it's pointing each other to God mm, yeah. and, and everything that means for your life. Mm, amen. That's a really good point. And I'm really glad that we're kind of on this topic because um, in my closing question and our final question, uh, we were talking a lot about, you know, uh, what happens when this happens? What should I do when this happens? Or this case scenarios are kind of almost pointing fingers when we're uh, ready to talk about the topic of friendship. But oftentimes, and I've, hear, I've heard this, you know, in your guys' response, it's a lot about checking yourself. And mm -hmm. this last question I want to close with because it's almost reflective for our listeners. How can I be a good friend, you know? I know, Michael, you talked a bit about that, and uh, I want to elaborate your, uh, what you're talking about a little bit, but let's hear a little bit from Sarah. You know, what do you think? How can someone be a good friend? Yeah, um, I have another verse for that, mm -hmm. um, but I think this is like perfect because it kind of goes along with what Michael said previously. But it's John 13, 34. It says, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. 
um, at the end of the day, like there are going to be so many um, different types of friendships and relationships every individual goes through, whether that's COVID or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, we also we always want to make sure that friendship is reliant on the greater truth and not the truth that we believe in, whether that's our feelings or thoughts at times, because that can sometimes take us in directions that um, might not be healthy. And so making sure it's focused on Jesus and that's something that I think every individual should focus on for themselves. because at the end of the day, we want to be a good friend, a good person to that individual. Because um, it's going to be hard along the way. Mm-hmm. And so we are always in need of Jesus. We are always in need of Him regardless. And so making sure that um, we are basically focused on Him is, I think, what is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Nice, thank you. Arthur, what about you? Um, yeah, I think to be a good friend, it's kind of like what we've been saying this whole time. You know, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to be open and vulnerable. And at the same time, you also have to be there to listen um, and just really care about the people that you're around. I think um, I actually disagree with something Michael said earlier. I don't know if it's um, that you have to spend a lot of time together. Because mm-hmm. I think I have a lot of friends who we don't even talk for months. And then you know you link up again and you guys are still it's the same thing mm. um, and I think that comes down to really just caring about each other mm. and being there when you know the other person needs it mm. so I think that's kind of how you, you be a good friend you know just be honest keep mm. each other straight and um, just you know tell each other what's going on you know if you need help it's fine reach out and uh, be there when someone else reaches out to you mm. sharing and Michael, I'll let you go ahead and address a little bit, you know, kind of give your chance of rebuttal. But Should I go on a defense? Like, <laughs> off? No, I'm just kidding. No, I think we don't have the time for that, but... Um, I'm off go. scene, all right? This is going to be off mic. I'm going to get it, right. Arthur. No, like, what are your thoughts? You know, your closing thoughts on, you know, how... You did mention a little bit before, but if you want to elaborate, like, how can um, someone be a good friend? Yeah, so uh, everyone mentioned good things, like caring for your friend, mm-hmm. right? Um, being honest, mm-hmm. you know, meeting together, um, you know, accepting one another, mm-hmm. right? But my question is, you know, we all know that's very, very hard. And we don't have um, the power in ourselves to really do that um, to full strength, mm-hmm. right? On a consistent basis. So mm-hmm. what I ask myself, this is my approach, is what's the root, right? Uh, what's the source of power that allows me to be a good friend, mm-hmm. right? Not self-centered, you know? To be um to be accepting and to care for them because honestly you know i'm just being frank here we are all very self-centered mm-hmm. and it's really hard to care for people sometimes right mm-hmm. and um that's my approach and i really believe the root to being a good friend the root um, and power where we can do all this to be a good friend is we need to really really know um, and we need we need to seek after to know the friendship of jesus mm-hmm. We really have, that has to be a living reality in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Because if you know the friendship of Jesus, right, it it fills your soul with peace. Mm -hmm. And it frees you to really be a true friend to others. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, you know, Jesus in that uh, famous uh, scene where he's washing his disciples' feet, he says, as I wash your feet, wash one one another's feet, Mm -hmm. you know. 
the power that we, we have to wash another's feet is knowing what Jesus did for us, mm -hmm. right? And the reason why this is the root is because if you don't, if you're not filled with the friendship of Jesus, you're gonna, you're gonna seek to fill this void in your friends. And that causes chaos, okay? So if you are um, looking towards your friend to fill that void, it might be okay for a little while, but then there's gonna be some ugly stuff coming out because that void was not meant for a, a human friendship. Mm -hmm. Mainly that void in your soul was made for the friendship of Jesus. And once we have that, then we are allowed and um, sorry, not allowed, but then we are empowered mm -hmm. to be a true friend to others. And, and the greatest commandment is this, right? Love God with all your heart, with all your soul. And then just said the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. It's never the, the, the other way around. Mm -hmm. And so that is my, um, that is my uh, kind of approach to, to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, uh, my, the practical thing that I do is I hold on to one promise of God. And it's in Luke. And in Luke 11, 9 through 13, you know, God says, What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion, right? He says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Mm -hmm. And we know the friendship of Jesus primarily and only through the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I hold on to this promise, right? That God promises that He loves to give the Spirit to those who ask. And He says, and I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So mm -hmm. I, every day, even now, every day, um, I, I go on my knees and ask Him, Father, um, Fill me with the Spirit so that I may know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I've had tastes of that freedom and joy. Mm -hmm. And I've had amazing conversations with my friends. Mm -hmm. And some deep times, yeah. Some deep times, so. <laughs> yeah, wow. Thank you. That's a wonderful note to close on. I feel like we just had a, a little mini sermon. Oh, no. <laughs> so, that's really great. And um, that actually concludes today's episodes. And... Now you heard it here, it's a lot of check the communication, check yourself. And not least, but lastly, check what was reflected on the cross. Mm. So I don't know if this encouraged you if you're listening and if it empowered you or helped you to take a look at yourself of how are you being a friend or maybe a certain situation that you're currently in, if this was able to help. Uh, we really hope it did. I just want to take time to thank, you know, Sarah, Arthur, and Michael for coming and just sharing your thoughts and your experiences. Um, I do want to share, though, that if you are listening and you feel like we haven't covered something you want to hear, uh, go ahead and leave a comment or even email us at r28 at livinghopecc.org. Thank you again, and this has been Episode 2 of Commission. Mm -hmm.